Welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 53, Part 1. Nate can edit that out. Well, that, the, 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 the time is, mi- is missed because your st- stupid, weird vendetta with this goddamn service. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Hey, it worked out last time. We just had to give it like two days to catch up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we just need to let it stew for a bit. Hi. Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels. I'm your host, Doug. And we're talking tech with Roman because for some reason his computer hates Squadcast. Or he hates Squadcast. Or Squadcast hates Roman. For some reason, we always lose his recordings. Anyways, I'm your host, Doug, and with me are five other individuals I can count, and I almost didn't say the wrong number. Um, uh, you've heard the voice of Roman. Say hi. Hi! And literally a foot away from me is Victoria. Hello. And literally a foot away from me is Eli. Hello. <laughs> and two less less frequent guests. Uh, first up, um, this is this is Kim. Not associated at all with weird games. Also, literally a foot away from you. Yeah. Hi. No, no, like three feet. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, at least. Emotionally, I keep a six foot distance at all times. And make up your own is- make up your own interesting fun fact about Rob. Rob is only two inches away from Doug. Yes. But Rob's weirdly, Doug is three inches away from Rob. Ooh. Uh, stop messing with the space-time continuum. All right. We have I just want to see the widget that measures that. <laughs> you get the inches and centimeters it's like, it's like a crazy off. straw. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is our first recording back from Gen Con, and it is going to be our next, uh, like, the the next episode we put out because we were going to record something and then we didn't. I'm we sorry. We were tired in we our were defense. Tired. We're always tired. We were especially tired. Pro tip, if you go to Gen Con, you will get tired. So this is now a sleepy time podcast. Oh, can I? No, you've got to talk with your smooth voice. <laughs> can I uh, take a moment to say something real quick? Sure. Um, Which is... uh. So I have a lot of every year for Gen Con, when Gen Con looms, uh, I get a lot of well-meaning messages from people asking if I'll be at Gen Con every year so far. And probably for the future, the answer will be no. Please do not bug my bosses or coworkers being like, Kim should go to Gen Con. Uh, Gen Con will hurt Kim. Uh, And... Going to Gen Con would be a blast, but it would hurt my uh, disabled body, and I would be out for two weeks, and we kind of need me for the sale. So just thankfully, I don't think it happened. I have one person looking for me this year. Um, but yeah, just friendly, friendly PSA of like, I'm happy to be part of the Gen Camp team. It's a load of fun. Actually. Yeah, we're talking about Gen Con. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead, Roman. Sorry. Very good. I, I was imagining... Uh, with the fun Gen Cant team just, like, throwing a rave while the rest of Weird is at Gen Con. <laughs> it's, that's what we do with all the invoices. We just make it rain with, with orders. <laughs> and then we get sad because we have to pick them back up and put them in order. <laughs> if you open a box that you ordered during Gen Con, you just get a random glow stick or three. Like, you know why. 
I'm imagining like a very round Waldo plushie with a bunch of like little mirror bits glued to it. <laughs> yes. Made into a disco ball. Yes, disco Waldo. <laughs> it's just made of all the flash from the first edition medals. <laughs> so, it so it also doubles as a weapon in the office. <laughs> Waldo, disco flail. <laughs> Disco flail? You have to turn turn the disco ball off every half hour, otherwise it'll explode. Does that also make it a a good avatar stand-in, and therefore you can run it as any of the emissaries? No, Waldo's not running anything, so... No, you can't run him. That's good. Good idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of off-the-cup bullshit. We're just going to be talking about our experience at Gen Con. Mostly we're related. Some of it's not. So uh, you'll just deal with it, because if you're listening to this podcast, then you're desperate enough already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, feeling like, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling mean today. It's okay. I only play an asshole on the internet radio. Uh, in real life. Uh, also an asshole? Okay, fair. Moving on. Tuesday... The day before the day before Gen Con, and I put this on here because it's 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 in, it's specific to us because we decided we'd go up a day early. We drove, uh, yeah. drove almost eight hours, uh, technically technically nine hours because of the the time jump, um, curse you time. But this time around, I'm saying this time around like we've done this many times before. This is our second Gen Con ever. And we brought Victoria's best friend, Star, with us. So it was a little bit easier of a drive. Uh, got an extra person to talk to. And it was a relatively safe journey. We stopped yeah. at our favorite gas station by a strip club. Um, <laughs> it's now... <laughs> it was com- completely by accident, but we knew it was the same gas station because you could plainly see the topless ladies, Triple X... Across the street. Um, but, yeah, made it safe. Got into our not-at-all-sketchy hotel. Um, it was cheap. That's all that fucking mattered. Um, and to round out the end of the day, we were considering visiting Roman, but then we decided we were tired, and we had shit to do. I ended up finishing the last bits on my model that I was going to play with Friday. And what did, what did you do, Vic? What did I do? Uh, mostly rode in the car and slept. Uh... Didn't do a lot of driving. Did a little. Um, But then once we got to the hotel room, um, I started working on tacking down the pieces of my parasol that weren't finished for Saturday's cosplay. Because I could do that by hand and thus did not need a machine. So. I ran out of mug technical. Can you really call yourself a cosplayer if you're not finishing the details in your <laughs> hotel room? <laughs> like, I've never done cosplay, uh, but I'm pretty sure no, like, I, I did it for so. Anime Iowa too. Just finishing stuff in the so yeah. yeah. Okay, seems right. Uh, and I've okay. I mean, I have done similar for on more costumes, Tuesday. So. I struggled to fall asleep until two in the morning. Um, so that was great. Yeah, that bed wasn't terribly comfortable. Uh, it was a bed, though. It worked. It, it was a service to lie on, yes. Okay. 
that's the best ad I've ever heard for a for a bed. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely wasn't super fucking paranoid the entire time about bed bugs, thanks to first day comments. <clears throat> no, that was just I thought I was the one that brought that up. Was it? Uh, but yeah, it was someone suggested it. I think in star. The it was star. Oh, it was star. Okay. Yeah, she started it. She started it. And then you agreed. Uh, and we tried to look at the mattress, but it was in one of those zip-up things. Yeah, but it was like triple wrapped. They didn't want you to get into that thing at all. But you felt better after you blacklit it, right? Which means the bed bugs can't either, right? right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? It was oddly comforting that it had uh, linoleum instead of carpet. <laughs> oh, that's not comforting at all. Well, like, it's one less place for bugs to hide. I mean, yeah, but the fact that the fact they find that necessary is well. I mean, given no, we'll get into that another on next day, next con day. We'll get into overnight shenanigans. Oh Um, yeah, that. Um, Yeah, Eli, are you trying to magic a cat up? (laughs) Yeah, she's like sitting like in a weird spot by my feet. And she's just, like, staring at me like she wants on the bed. But she doesn't want to jump up here. She's just being I, a problem I, right now. I can see... I, this is not... I can see you doing the dance, and I'm like, I, I think a cat wants something. I'm also trying... I was trying not to, like, make sounds that would Sorry. disturb the podcast. <laughs> you're, on, you're on a different audio track, so... Yeah, we cut out most of your content anyway, so... Oof. Oof. What? But this is the thing we do every single fucking episode. We be mean to Eli because Eli secretly likes it, and people are like, oh, Doug, why are you so mean? (laughs) Eli secretly likes it. Yeah, okay. I'm secretly. He just plays hard to get on the show. (laughs) That's not what I meant at all. First of all, I was just saying, like, the amount of insults I throw at myself is at least double everyone else's. So the whole like, oh, so you're asking for it, Eli. The insults is kind of you kind of are. I don't like that term either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. it's not my fault. Uh, if you linoleum? like dressing that way. Oh Those my god! Jeans. Mm. Mm. Uh, yike! Mm. Moving no. on. Uh, no one else existed on Tuesday. No uh, one else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, someone wrote something else in here. Consent or empty. Oh, Tuesday, I went to uh, get the... Megan and Sean and I went to get our vaccine bracelets early, and that is the only time I've ever seen the convention center, like, not inhabited by hundreds of people. And uh, it was it was spookous. Like, I didn't, uh, I didn't like it. So I had to take a bunch of pictures, obviously, and share it with people. <laughs> And that's when people start. There was like maybe, maybe a dozen people in the whole place. And every time I picked up my phone to take a picture, like someone would walk around the corner and be like, "I'm breaking the illusion." Mm-hmm. <laughs> those those pictures when I looked at them made me think of like someone is going to shoot like an updated version of the Shining Gen Con edition, and they're it, that's just what it's going to be. Just everybody's going to go crazy because they're the only person in the convention center. My thought is. Eli taking the picture. Oh, shit, yeah, this is going to look real good on the Backrooms Facebook page. <laughs> like, which... <laughs> I've seen so many... Like, that's not a thing that I... Anyone I know is into, but Facebook will not stop barraging my work 
a cow and is it you is it you is, is that the reason why <laughs> i am i am really into the back you've cursed the back rooms onto me there's nothing wrong with that but like it's what it made me think of when when he's talking about taking pictures of uh empty Victoria's spaces fully admitting that she is the person that codes the algorithm that suggests um, things to you through facebook advertising so direct yeah, all your hate specifically to her. kim <laughs> no specifically kim only only kim. no one else illuminati only, only victoria <laughs> okay wednesday uh, we, we can go down this list. Someone was... Wait, I uh, have a Tuesday. Oh, you... Exi- okay. What would you do on Tuesday? So Tuesday was my first day back into the office. Uh, most of the people had left already. Most of the Gen Con team had left. Uh, fun fact, I had rolled my ankle twice uh, in the previous days before. Uh, so Cripple Girl was not feeling her best on Monday. Didn't go in. Came in on Tuesday uh, and proceeded to roll my ankle getting into the car from lunch. So no. uh, at that point in time, that. the the <laughs> that's what everyone's at the office who was left at the office said to me. <laughs> they were like, "Why?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like, trust Why me, we can stop it. <laughs> Doug, it really sounds like we need to so send them more pineapple. See, they, they care about me a lot. <laughs> yeah, Doug, sure. we need to send we need to send weird more pineapples um, so so Kim can like wrap them around her ankles to prevent rolling. No, apparently it's bubble wrap. I've been told. <laughs> no, what we what we need to do is we need to get Star in possession of like fifteen of them, and she can drive them over. There we go. Oh, more than 15. <laughs> Roll up That's fair, because she is somewhat local. <laughs> like 50 pineapple on the back. But yeah, they made me sit down and... Uh, they made me be stationary because they didn't trust me to walk under my own power. Um, <laughs> you had proved that that was not a wise, uh, yeah. a wise call. I also may have, within the last the previous few days, had to have uh, filled out an incident report because I rolled. Not only did I roll my ankle, I rolled my ankle and trying to catch myself, slammed my hand Ooh. into an alpha crawler Ooh. and uh, punctured oh, myself, no. uh, and had to fill out an incident report about it. <laughs> the crawler yeah, the crawler was, was demanding a they blood sacrifice. Me, they still let me have sharp bits, guys. Uh. Yeah, I think it was. It someone played with that Titan Smash. I'm sure. Oh, so does does that incident so yeah, report just it? read like stabbed self with giant fish man? Uh, yeah. It actually says an <laughs> alpha crawler. I was catching myself hit it with an alpha. Not the worst incident report. I did fall once uh, on my break outside of work and couldn't walk, so they brought a rolly chair. Ow, and one of the executives helped push me back in. So when I filled out the incident report, I included that part and wrote, it was a truly humbling experience. Um, <laughs> I have to write out, I, I'm clumsy. Uh, the, the rheumatoid arthritis is just a convenient excuse. I do have it, but no one laughs now when I fall. Um, but yeah, uh, so. Do you, do, you, do you want us to laugh? We could laugh. Just ring us up and be like, I fell. No, oh yeah, I'm so used to it. <laughs> Just hold on. Laugh at y- y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all I fell again. Like right, I said, they now. think I need bubble wrap. Yeah. Wednesday, a day of the week. 
also a cat that we own. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone I smoked lots of meat. I I had twenty pounds of pork shoulder uh, in two different chunks, so it wouldn't take a day and a half to smoke it. But smoked that. Lots of potatoes. Lots of uh, Brussels sprouts. Got various things from Costco to ensure that friends would be fed. Uh, because that's what I like to do, uh, the day before, like, regular Gen Con starts, is just, we live here, we're gonna have people over, we're gonna feed them. And then we have easy food for the rest of the time while they're here. It was very good. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. It was delicious. <sighs> I don't care the Brussels sprouts, because those were great. Ah, fucking Brussels sprouts are so good. Yeah. I feel like an old man saying vegetables tasty. I have that gene. No, Roman makes good Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Like those were good, but he has he has made. I have a gene that makes them that bitter. Before. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. What well, bummer? Yeah, like even broccoli is starting to taste bitter to me as my age, and it makes me so Roman's sad because I'm like, I want to have okay, tasty. Though, I want to experience good Brussels sprouts. A little Belgian humor. (laughs) I didn't even make the gin in a bell this time. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Victoria and I were uh, assigned to help with setup of the uh, weird booth. The lair, if you will. Uh, We had to be there at 8, which is early. I like how you say assigned and not volunteered. Yeah, not like we specifically wanted to uh, do I was going to say, like, chosen from lottery. Like, and it's not even lottery. It's n- a lot of people want setup and cleanup. Not everyone gets oh, it. okay. <laughs> oh. See? Your love, Doug. Yay! We're special. Because you missed out on the con. Uh, well, it's also because they, they... People who work really well with guess, uh, yeah, volunteers in general a bit of and a in the community. Material we risk with randos. Love it when they offer so. to help. <laughs> Good to know that uh, literally a guy who refers to himself as a scoundrel was trusted to stock shelves. <laughs> <laughs> they know we would never. Uh, we got dropped off by Star, who did not volunteer. Uh, she went back to the hotel to sleep, which was real nice, and we. Ran around trying to find the uh, vaccine bracelet room. Uh, it didn't take us that long. Didn't take us that long, but it took longer than it probably should have. I mean, we showed up late anyway. Yeah. Because traffic. Oh, wait, that was... Did we do that Tuesday night? The vax bands? Yeah. No, we did it Wednesday morning. Okay. Um, yeah, and then we got told to go through like the really, really long, windy line. <laughs> Even though there's like three people in the room total. And then the second we got uh, done, they started letting people go down the sides, and I was kind of mad. It's about the it journey. Kind of <laughs> yeah. I, I really appreciated in that room that all of the, the con people who were there with the bands, they weren't like, hey, I have, I'm, I'm ready over here. They all had little flags they were waving because everybody's masked up. So it was just like, yes, wave wave the shiny, colorful thing for the gamers. We will totally just... Yes, there's a mission over here. Excellent. Gotta put question marks just on Just question there. marks, yeah. <laughs> no, Earth, you get a headband yeah. with a string go. with a question mark on it. <laughs> there there it is. It's gotta, it's gotta be a bopper. I don't want that. Yeah. I just want to wear that. <laughs> we can make one. And have I people have come up to you randomly. Yeah. <laughs> 
How many people think they're the main character? But but if you're wearing it, you have to address everyone as greetings, hero. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta have some little dumb thing to give them as their quest reward. <laughs> just this is a plan that's going to get like dead rats. Get the, see what I can get from them. In order to, better, better <laughs> in order to, your, to get your fax bracelet, you must go and kill ten hogs. <laughs> <laughs> My, this is our next year uh, group cosplay event is uh, NPCs. NPCs. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yes, great hero, I need you to collect for me. Five RTX 3070s. <laughs> <laughs> and in return, I shall gift you with string. <laughs> I mean, someone might fall for it, I don't know. Anyways, what the hell were Vax? Very vaccine bracelets. Yes. Good. Glad they enforced that. They also had, a, they were actually enforcing the mass policy. It was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. All the safety protocols I thought were really well. Yeah. yeah, well run and, and well followed and well enforced. And on top of you know reasons for vax things, this is the second Gen Con that I've done where I did not have some form of con crud after the fact. I can't imagine why that might be. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Turns out you know masking up around sixty thousand people or whatever helps to not get the crud. I actually didn't get sick this year. Last nice. year I did, but I don't Yay. think a single member of the weird team came back and got sick. Like, or came back sick, or has been sick. Awesome. Like, awesome. And like, as a uh, as an immunocompromised person, like I am super. One, weird's always been like top notch about uh, safety and whatnot. But knowing that, like. Sometimes, you know, I worry when they come back, like, oh, God, what if they get me, you know, what if it's in the office? So, um, <laughs> but everyone's real good about it. And yeah. Yeah. Yay. So we go help set up. And the wonderful thing about helping set up on Wednesday is they don't have the AC going. Oh, that's fun. I was a very damp boy. I was yeah. also it was very like 95 damp. on Wednesday. Uh-huh. I yep. can think of who else may have been very damp. <laughs> I don't usually get really sweaty though, so that was. Um... Um, but by the time we got there, which is like roughly eight twenty, yeah, which like I felt that. plenty bad about because I don't, I don't want to to, to think that uh, I am a, weird to think that I am a tardy individual. <laughs> you don't like being late to anything, so yeah, yeah. It, it's a band kid thing. On time is late. Early is on time. What happens when you're late, though? You fucking die. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was going to die. Thank you. They murder you. Mm-hmm. With no. a gun. They just throw an alpha crawler. Wow. <laughs> I put a lot of work into that I alpha crawler. Please don't throw it. <laughs> Actually, there was so only one model that I was like, if it breaks, I am going to blame one specific person. And it better not break. <laughs> if it breaks, <laughs> I break you. So they had yeah. most, they had the structure of the store set uh, up yeah. and ready to go. Uh, so we were mostly stocking shelves. Which was fun. I was going to say, fun. you get your hands on it. Got to touch all the purdies. Get it. Got to touch everything. 
make sure it has your stats. Uh, since you're coming <laughs> off of Gen Con, um, did everyone everyone met Bird, correct? Yes. Yes. Even better, I got Bird's <laughs> name. Because I interacted with him a lot last year because he was the keeper of the door, and he always had his badge turned around, and I okay, was too so socially awkward to ask him his fucking Shout name. out to Bird, <laughs> who is, this. like, one of my favorite human beings, okay? Um, like, when I was, like, a new, like, at weird, still kind of, like, nervous, like, I come out to the warehouse one day, and I'm like, Bird, and apparently he's just decided that he is done. Uh, being Bird, and he goes, I am not, Bird is not here, I am a robot from the future, and that's what he would say to me for the next 30 minutes. Uh, still gave me the stuff I needed. <laughs> Bird is a very strange dude, and I love him. <laughs> but Bird will do a thing <laughs> where he will put something in front of us, and he'll go, look, don't touch. Look, don't touch. Like, if it's, like, new product or something. Um, so yeah um, he didn't tell you guys that therefore, because he well he likes all y'all more than us truth <laughs> but I need so much water he can't like it that much make him get up from his seat all the time so I have to go in the back uh, anything else interesting from setup Oh, uh, I now know that Dev Matt is the keeper of the models. Uh, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. And whoa, whoa. Matt or Matthew? Ginger Giant. Uh, Ginger, Ginger Giant. Giant. Okay. Yeah, Matt and Matthew. Since we're, we're, we have two, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Ginger, Ginger Matt is the keeper of the models. Yes, he's the keeper of the models. I am the cleaner of the glass. Um, and <laughs> Doug Bowman is the assembler of the resin, and that poor man lost a cat foot. Oof. What resin? Uh, it was the, um, prototypes for the, um, Diodelos Martos yeah. box. Oh, the... Oh, really? It broke? It shouldn't have? Those were plastic! <laughs> It's it's kind of easy yeah. to snap, so I think they just turned the model around so the side missing a paw wasn't the one facing. Well, now people. I gotta look at the pictures on Facebook. <laughs> I'm giving away trade secrets. I'm sorry, Doug. I'm sorry. I'm not blaming you. Resin is it's it, and the models are no, small. No, we've small we've bits. already okay. established that Matt is the keeper of the models. Therefore, it's his fault. Oh, okay. I found Matthew. I found one of the paws. He lost two of them. <laughs> That makes the story worse. This is gonna make my heart cry, y'all. You're making my it heart was, cry. It was the winged kitty. We've all we've already seen right here. the model, just not in person. <gasps> so, uh Also, it's it's the it's the scales. Yeah, probably the least important model in that box. So, Aww. I just, just can can we talk about the the one model? So we we had what we consider to be fairly good guesses for most, if not all, of the models in there. Uh-huh. There was one that that I want to chat about for a second and see if we can, now that we've sat on it a minute, and be like, what could this possibly be? It's this little adorable, <laughs> uh, looks like a like a sock dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're, they're, it's clearly something dressed up as somebody, or dressed up as a little dragon, but it was just like, I wonder what that is, because... It it didn't look like it fit anything else in that section oh, of it the, absolutely does it. the model case. 
I'm not going to criticize the keeper of the models. Okay. That's a very important job. It's a very hard job. I'm not sure why uh-huh. that position is there because that's not even like, oh. I can't speak. Yeah, no, we're, we're not asking you to. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, don't tell me a shot on the top. Oh, yeah, no, just, just ruin your career. Go ahead. Never mind. <laughs> I know how to do this, Doug. I'm a professional ish person. Um, swamp hag. I'm a professional swamp hag. Uh, I don't know why it was placed there. Podcast. What I want to say is ever since I saw that model. I have been it, enamored. It's adorable. With it. I just want it so badly. I'm, I'm really hoping it's, it's something for a, a crew that I either right? already have or want to get anyway. Because I'm going to get that model because it's adorable. Okay, I'm there, there was say, another mystery one the, there too. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of the models in well, the cases. I'm because, looking at the picture uh, right now. Rob and Michael Matthews were ahead of me, and they blocked them every time <laughs> they got to a case. <laughs> they would wait until a gap showed up, so they had to go very far ahead, and I had to follow. <laughs> okay. You only visited the weird booth once? I only purchased things once. But the display case was there all weekend, Eli. The display cases were the buying things line. In the yeah. And I was busy. So funny funny thing with that, after day one they remove the buying things line so people can just walk up to the cash register and then you can just uh, stand there and, and gaze lovingly at the models. I should have revisited. Which one did you say was the mm-hmm. other mystery model? There was a oh, rather portly gentleman in a very yes. fine-looking coat with a pocket watch and a magnificent beard okay. and a fur lining who looked very fancy and very, very grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are we, question. Are we doing a hard detour and just going every, going by everything in that cabinet? Because we can't. I, I just we I don't thought have it was to. a sidetrack. I don't, and now I don't think we need to. I just wanted to talk about the little dragon kid, dragon thing. Okay, okay. Back, back to the person in the costume. <laughs> Kyle is kind of a cheeky little shit when it comes to giving clues. <laughs> oh, what did he, he say? He likes teasing people, and it's very mean. Uh, he said that it is a costume, and then I wonder what sort of thing we do that involves <laughs> costumes. Yep. Which okay, so for those of you that so, that somehow don't know this, I shouldn't be mean. Uh, Rotten Harvest is technically characters and costumes, mm-hmm. and we already know what the Rotten Harvest box is. However, what we also know is that sometimes they'll also sell other models too. Sometimes on an individual basis or just interesting things. The big point being Candy and Cade being their own individual models. So I don't know if this is an additional. I mean, it can, it can't be, because Justice doesn't have any size 1 models, and this guy looks like a size 1 model, so I have no idea who it is, but I'm assuming we'll be seeing them in October. Yeah. My my off-the-cuff statement on that, after you kind of put that together for me, it could be for a previous uh, crew, in which case I can think of one height 1 thing in Pandora that we haven't seen an alternate for then, which a dragon would make sense for. Yeah. No. Or they have a sculpt for a future yep. uh, Rotten Harvest that I mean, they're allowed to have models for more than a year before they put them out. Well, we've also yep. gotten, Whoa, we've also I, gotten I Easter that. Christmas models. I, I caught so. that little jab. <laughs> I caught that Let Titan me swear jab. you for a second. What? Fuck you for coming up with that before I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
so let me explain this out in case, again, if someone didn't get that. Uh, something I've sort of lamented, not really complained about, but I'm more about other people, is that there's certain models that are locked behind other boxes where you don't need all that stuff because usually you're looking for a single model with a keyword. We just got our own individual Carlos. And the Woo! other thing from Wildfire that's annoying to get a hold of is a small child named Iggy that's stuck behind a Pandora paywall. But if we have an individual Iggy, and this is just speculation, I'm I'm not looking yeah. at Kimberly right now, so she can't give anything <laughs> I, away. I, I, I mean, that's good because that we're, you sound we're, like a raving madman to me. Yes. So like, <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, is that that's your goal? Is sound just... like a raving madman. My, that's our goal uh-huh. for, with every weird employee. What are you talking? My about? My goal is to <laughs> have fun doing this recording and be entertaining. As for the the grumpy, becoded gentleman, uh, goals completed. Yeah, uh, but as for the grumpy, becoded gentleman, do you uh, recognize that what we've seen art of in? Yes, that is from Through the Breach. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go for it, Doug. I'm I'm setting it up for you to hit the t-ball. <laughs> it's the bureaucrat. It's the your artwork for the bureaucrat, which is a pursuit in above the law. So almost definitely. A guild model says the same person that thought the Misfire model was going to be guild because it's from the guild book, but no, he gave it to frickin' Ten Thunders. Uh, so complete wild speculation. Uh, this is a part of some sort of guild starter. That's my guess. I'm probably wrong, but, I mean, it's a fairly generic model for guild. So, well, yeah, that's, that's my wild guess there. Um, however, it is... Uh, plastic. Yeah, that was my one thought of of it being starter boxes. I'm like, it's not. It was it was not preassembled. Well, the one we saw was because we didn't put it together. But you know what I'm saying. But it was, it was that it was that gray PVC plastic. Yeah. yeah. But we usually see stuff like that that's closer to being uh, out for sale because, like, um, Damien's group of friends is is the assembled models. Uh, and we see a couple other stuff that we know is coming relatively soon in plastic. So I'm very confused by that. But uh, who wants? Who else wants to talk about speculating models in the cases? Eli, you haven't said anything ever. This is your first time speaking. Yep, I. This is my first words, and I said it grammatically incorrectly. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that shows a lot of promise. Uh, I'm. I'm. Fairly certain we're going to be seeing uh, Morbius in the new Neverborn keyword. <laughs> <sighs> Quick tangent: I saw uh, ha- about like the last two thirds of uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and <laughs> Zombie Strange yes. is better Morbius than Morbius. Yeah. That is a low bar, like, though. Fucking! <laughs> <laughs> I also just I like that. I like that I said yeah, Morbius and four out of five faces on my screen got very disappointed. <laughs> and yet you make fun of me for punning. Like, No, I actually feel bad because the only person that liked the joke was Rob. That means it's probably a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the triggers that'll be on the master Morbius. Morbid like, time. Morbid time. <laughs> Obviously. God damn it. No, that's an actually, let's be honest, that's more of like yeah. an ability. Yeah. Front of card ability, Morbin. Because <laughs> it's always Morbin trigger. time. Okay. Yeah. 
I I did not take a picture of this, but there was a whole display case there that was not weird models. Uh, it was something. It was it was very fantasy looking, very big dragons and stuff like that, and it had a like a, a plate in there saying, you know, check out this Kickstarter in I think it was quarter one, uh, and it was Deus something. But I did not take a picture, and that's all I can remember. I didn't take a picture either, and I didn't even fucking bother to go to the web to look up the thing it said. I just asked Kyle, and he kind of yep. gave me more vague hints. Yeah, it's okay. talk about it. Jonathan Weird delights, <laughs> and not like I don't know. I put it together. And I don't <laughs> And Jonathan Weird is delighted by it. I think he gained five years from me being like, uh? And him being like, yeah. And walking around with a little jockey dance and everything. So. Should have put it together wrong. And they're like, what is this? Like, well, you should give me more information. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It did go cool. together like a dream, I'll say. Back, like, back on topic to our side tangent from the topic of uh, model speculation. Okay, uh, in the same case, because I have pictures here, on the same shelf as whom I'm going to call not Iggy, um, are some Nephilim-looking dudes. Um, and one of the models has already been revealed as the um, Dryad from the Quill. returned keyword. Thank, uh, yeah, what's his yeah. name? Quill. Quill. Mushroom uh, dude. So, as the person who's been appointed with remembering his name, I can tell you. Thank you. So, what we can f- see from this group, it is a lot of gaunt-looking Nephilim, and two models that are per- that are out front that appear to be the same guy, just uh, one's been staking steroids, um, which leads me to guess that these are possibly the master and the title version. I don't know which one's which. Um, but I, okay, someone already guessed this on the Discord, so this is, uh, this is almost definitely Castor. It is an ancient Nephilim from the, from Nightmare's book, and he is sort of a Nephilim vampire. Like, most Nephilim require red blood to get all big and strong. He requires the black blood of... Other Nephilim. Um, and he looks like... No, listen, vampire, sorry, what, cannibal... Don't, there's, no, there's no vampires in, in Malifaux. <laughs> Your speculations are ridiculous. Does this mean yeah. they'll have December keyword, too, if they're cannibals? That'd be cool. Also, if, if he requires the black bud, does that just mean that he's the one Nephilim that really likes hot sauce? <coughs> Spicy. <laughs> Hey, we know at the very least the Blood Hunter likes hot sauce, so... Mm, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Tuco probably also likes hot sauce. Um, no, Tuco just likes being angry and possibly intoxicated in front of the Latigo compound so hurling insults. Like... Yeah. Okay. So, I will say this. I really... From, from that display case, Doug, I really liked how gothic horror themed it was in the sense that like you know the nephilim creatures looked very gaunt and very like gargoyle like um and very different than sort of like almost the like in your face machismo that you know 
um, Lilith and her like Nephilim, uh, you know, have more of that like very demonic look. This one was more like gargoyle and like gothic, and um, you know, you could see like the th- the thread line, but they looked very different and very cool. Okay, so we have uh, skinny. We have skinny Nephilim dude with some fucking wonderful ass horns. Uh, fuck, what is that movie? Horns? Legend? Horns? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Rob got me. Rob got me, Legend, thank you. Some legend ass horns. Yeah. Well, Daniel Radcliffe gets epic he horns really does. in horns. <laughs> I mean, it's the part of the movie that I get real sad okay. about because I think that's where uh, Epic Horns loses uh, focus, but he does get Epic very Horns. Looking. He's just doing like the, the, the vampire <laughs> mouth wipe thing. He's he, there's like, ah, blood's dribbling down my chin. I'm going to wipe it with the back of my hand for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have feasted. And then the bigger version, uh, which is hunched over and obviously juiced up, probably just full of that delicious blood, and I realize the pose is supposed to be, like, vaguely threatening, but I can't unsee the thought that he just bit his tongue really hard. <laughs> he looks he looks to me like a really old Italian grandma. <laughs> I mean, can you I think, can you think of many things side. scarier than an angry Italian grandma? <laughs> an angry Jewish grandma. Babushka! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know from experience. <laughs> uh, anything? Uh, do, do you guys have picks? Can I? Do you need me to share mine so you can see what I'm looking at? No, I got it. I, I, I've got them. Okay. As well. uh, you've got some gaunt, wingy boys. Um, possibly more Nephilim vampire dudes or something. The Dryad. Some some dudes with like pull arms. A uh, person with a couple people with with pots pouring them out. Yep. Uh, party Port- boys. Pouring them out onto like people in the ground, so I'm I'm assuming they're growing humans like corn. Yes, delicious. That, that's corn. the logical option here. And maybe they're pouring people out of the pots. It's a pot full of person. Yeah, and they're pouring it out. An even gauntier boy way in the back. Um, then then some nephilim with clipped wings, which is very interesting. Um, what else? A a big like gyro thing, flamey gyro thing. That model was really cool looking. And then uh, a big, uh, a big fucking floaty, swingy sword on a base with like a little guy on it that is getting cut in half, maybe. And it's like there's like magic swirling around it, which looks really cool. So the other like obvious thing that this is some sort of big bad Nephilim thing is that is probably a living weapon, which all the big bad Nephilim carry. And guess who has a living weapon? Castor does. Castor confirmed. Mm. I can't wait for Weird to come out and be like, actually, it's Castore. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll, actually, I'll legitimately feel bad about mispronouncing it. But then we'll be right about the Italian grandma. <laughs> so, okay, the last interesting thing on that shelf is uh, some models that just kind of look like generic dudes with kind of flowing clothes, swords, and pistols. And a kitty. A big kitty. The only thing of note is that there are four models, and starter boxes come with four models. So we have... Well, okay, if, if, if the bureaucrat is 
guild, which is my guess. Then we have three options left. We have Resurrectionists, which they kind of don't look like Resurrectionists. They have Arcanists, which the kitty could be a beast. Yep. And then we have Ten Thunders, which... Uh... Maybe, maybe the would be kind of well, cool for you know if like the kitty was like you know related in some way to like Marcus or something like having some sort not of not enough extra limbs. Yeah, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yet, I, yeah. Marcus is like, hey, that's a cat, but what if it had extra like wings or? Oh, now here here's a thought. Release a box that is like the cat, but with a bunch of extra limbs that you can attach later. Like the Mr. Potato head of Chimera models. Yeah, I dig it. Maybe maybe it's a joint Rezzer Arcanist box. Okay. Gross. <laughs> you took my joke. I was like, we're just going to be a dick. And just having one starter box for two factions. No, all um, three. The bureaucrats in there, too. It's got five. <laughs> it's five models. They're just like, we're done with these starter boxes. We'll just throw the rest oh. of them in one. Okay. Uh, oh, actually, Dark Horse. Dark Horse idea here. Um, it is actually a resurrection of starter box, and it is um, like a gang from Cold Street. Mostly because I want, I want Weird to acknowledge Cold Street exists, because I think it's a great bit of lore. Um, for those that you don't know, which is most of you, Cold Street is just a, a section in the quarantine zone where a lot of people with... Uh, vicious diseases kind of congregate and have formed their own little town uh, mostly because the guild would have kicked them out and or executed them for having such diseases it's a nifty little bit of lore okay that that shelf is done oh man this this might be a longer episode uh next um we have we have the witness keyword in here all assembled um the only ones we haven't seen so far in actual model form is the um, Dabblers, which uh, I was not expecting them to actually model out the giant lightning cloud on the one. <laughs> so cool. It does. Yeah. Oh my god, um, I love that fish so much. <laughs> the fucking fish. Sorry. The fish is great. Each, each one of those models mind. are just like... Um, but next to it is the... Red Library? Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be, because it, it's got the, the Lin Lee yeah. that we've seen. Yeah, and it had uh, Maya in there, too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously it's it's got Lin Lee, which Red Library is her keyword, but also, like, every single fucking sculpt has some sort of books or pages on it. Yeah. I wonder what's a thing that has a lot of books and pages in it. The internet? Books. Yeah, electronic books. Libraries. Yeah. Shut up. Can oh, we can just talk library? about how fun <laughs> those models look? Like they are they they're just so It looked like there were like little there were like two or three models that had like it looked like librarians, but like walking on pages upside mm-hmm. down in like these swirls. And it just gave off this like really cool like mm-hmm. library of dreams sandman vibe that was yeah. just awesome. Very that and MC Escher. Yeah. Uh also, Mr. Thunderdrums guy is in here. So I think what we're looking oh, at... The one they previewed, yeah. Yeah, what we're looking at here is another dual keyword, single keyword. Uh, like Dua or Retainer, yeah. where you have the Red Library keyword, and then if someone is from sort of legend, I would assume they're getting the story keyword. 
Probably, yeah. Uh, you've got... Like, prob- like, probably this guy on a horse literally galloping out of a book, which looks dope. This is amazing. I cannot wait to paint it. Also, the very, obviously, Sun Wukong guy. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey Man. And some sort yep, of Jim probably. Henson character. The the Jim Henson, like, looking character. I want to know about that one. That one yeah. looks cool. Anything else? Then there was, like, something that looked like a model bender in there, too. I am. Disrespect. Oh, okay. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Permission granted. It's weird. Okay. Um, permission uh, pulled, pulled away. We've gone completely... That's the word. <laughs> we've come- not, not weird models. I have to be doing a different... Hey, okay, apparently I just started talking today, so forgive me if I forget So, we also got a shelf almost entirely de- dedicated to TOS, so weird has not dropped the game. Shut up, people. Um, I will give my own theory here, and that is... Uh, possibly weird during the pandemic need to concentrate on the things that was keeping them afloat. Namely yep. Malifaux and now Jesus Christ Vagrant Song. Holy shit, calm yeah. down. Uh, yeah. No, but, no calm. I feel like they're probably in a better place this year so we'll be saying that stuff. Also, uh, I didn't get any pictures of the Ten Thunders or the um, I forgot the name. The Demon Boys. Kimon. Kimon, thank you. Uh, however, I did get uh, this lo- Three Kingdoms. <laughs> Three kings. Yes, three kingdoms. Thank you. There's significantly fewer kingdoms than there are thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And also, uh, there's a dude in front of the three kingdom model that is fucking beautiful, and it is a man with a bag. It appears to be a medic because there's a cross on there, and he's got a pupper. He looks more like a king's empire model, yeah, he but does. he looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's also what looks like a huge Kaminu with like a giant, well, in plastic it looks like a flashlight, but I'm assuming it's a cannon. Pro- prob- probably, probably cannon. Yeah. Um, there was also a model that looked kind of like uh, Genbu in that case. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. But not Genbu. But anyways, we're st- we haven't even started the con, technically. Hang on. One one other thing. Below all of those models, there was a, a little announcement-y thing saying, Coming Q1 2023, The Other Side, Beyond the Other Side. It's a new book. Are you telling me there's another other side? It's yeah, it's like... It's, Too many sides. It, it's like a coin that's also like a Mobius strip. Mad respect for just, like... Drinking that wine straight out of the bottle, by the way. It's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me. Even better. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Even is there respect. another way to drink it? Out of out a of flagon. Vic's got a cool cup. Show me your cool cup. Yeah. Oh, nice. But okay. Got, got sweaty, assembled, uh, no, watched Doug assemble things, cleaned a case out, Victoria threw up. Um, usual setup things. They didn't have my badge. Oh, Jesus Christ, that. Okay. Um, so everyone else that was doing setup had an exhibitor badge because I'm assuming we all did events of some kind. Victoria had a game master badge because she had earned it through doing so much, uh, volunteer work. They did not have the game master badge. I said she'd get it by three and it wasn't a problem for us to get into the exhibitor hall, you know, where all the merchandise is, but yeah, we, we headed over to the event hall. To start setting stuff up for the uh, demos and tournaments and shit. And they wouldn't let me in. But the oh, door lady no. also didn't know where the 
fuck I was supposed to go. So they sent me over to the info desk. Info desk didn't know what the fuck to do. So they sent me to the security desk to see if I could get an escort into the fucking event hall. (laughs) They told me to go to Exhibitor HQ to get a fucking wristband to let me into the goddamn event hall. So I waited in the Exhibitor HQ line. I get to the front and I'm talking to the guy. And he asked me if I've been to Game Master HQ. Which I was told they also did not have my batch. Because they weren't going to be available until 3. And I basically had to browbeat this asshole into giving me a wristband. That we didn't even know if it was going to fucking work. Oof. They're saying that the Indiana Convention Center will hopefully be rebuilt from all the fire damage for next year's con. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, I turned on my ears for you. I hope it's a calming effect. The good news is that... While this took Victoria like a half an hour to actually get into the event hall, possibly more, because that line was not fucking short. Uh, The good news is that Doug Bowman has a fucking method. And that method is no one else fucking touch the goddamn mats or the terrain until he's done sorting. So Victoria got plenty of time to help us finally put stuff out because she also had to wait like 10 minutes before we were allowed there. Love you, Doug, by the way. Yeah, um, but my mats weren't good enough. My terrain wasn't good enough. Neither Every single mat I touched got rearranged. Thanks, Doug. I do gotta say, those were the best mats I've seen for Weird at any Gen Con event ever. Yeah, the best tables, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they were very pretty. Um, to, to assuage Victoria's lament, um, it was literally a case of, it, get a, it gets a first pass from someone, the terrain, and then someone else comes along and adjusts it for, like, line of sight lanes and whatnot. And it's actually a pretty efficient system, because when you're setting up the board, you're not necessarily thinking of everything you're thinking of just how to generally distribute it, and then tell a story. But anyways, we got we got that done finally. A story is always and, good. Uh, I think we clocked out after that. Went and got lunch because we were at it for about four hours, and then took naps. I don't think I fell asleep, but we did lay down. We chilled, and then we went to Romans. Yeah, yeah, and ate Romans meat. And yeah. ate it Romans says. meat. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Very good meat. Uh, it was then I took my wonderful pictures and TikTok of the model I spent six days painting, and then proceeded to just blast those pictures everywhere I could find. Uh, did you paint that for Titan Smash? Yes, he did. You are you are the reason that Matt felt real mad, bad. Oh, he he felt yeah because he. We, Thought it was clear that Titan Smash we were providing, we had models provided. We didn't want people to have to feel the need to bring. <laughs> but he was like, well, well badass Titan got made from it. Still used it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it looked great. <laughs> he called it yeah. badass. Yay. But it's still one of those things. I like that, to like, do that kind like, of stuff. Anyways. Oh no, yeah. people are just like, Rush painting mm-hmm. things. Oh, that's, a, that's a beautiful fucking like, model. I'm really proud of yeah. it. Uh, 
And then we eventually had to go back to get our t-shirts and Victoria's Worst badge, and we went to the wrong fucking hotel. And then we, we... We just assumed it was the same hotel as last year. Then we had to go back to the convention center to get Star's backspan. Ah. And I very stupidly got in the will call line. Despite us not needing Aww. to get anything from the yeah. will call. I was in the will call line by the time I was looking at the sheet and going, we have everything. Okay. You want to know one of Doug's pet peeves? Is that when you design a mobile site under the assumption that the person has seen the regular site. Or leaving out important information due to simplicity. It makes me very angry. I spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out if the particular tickets I was needing it was electronic or not. And there was a symbol. And it probably meant electronic, but there was nothing specifying what that fucking symbol meant. And I finally was like, oh, wait, let's check desktop. Oh, it's right there. The word is included if you have the desktop view. It's just helpfully removed. That important information. Anyways, do better, Gen Con. <laughs> Thursday! Unless we got other information about Wednesday. It's mostly just been the, the, the Broman show here. Oh, we, uh, we never talked about Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. yeah we talked about In the t- hotel. Yeah, tell them about Tuesday night. Yeah. So, this was relayed to me by Star, because Doug and I were apparently both asleep at this point, but she was talking to people. Somebody in the Motel 6 was either having a lot of fun, or doing it in the hall. (laughs) With... Two up with two other people, if I recall correctly. In quiet places. Sounds like she insinuated. But anyways, uh, if, um, if you're that person, um, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the morning, when we were leaving, there was an open condom wrapper in the stairwell. There's a lot of things in that stairwell. Man, raise your hand if you're too old for that shit. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, I'm not okay, the let's, only let's one. Let's get on to the actual part that people can contribute to, uh, besides us. It's not the Broman Show. We just own everything. We own everything. We own everything. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, oh, you worked on the parasol even more. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I finished up the parasol Wednesday night. Okay, Thursday, the first day of the con. Uh... Someone else start, please. I'm 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 parched from talking. Oh, I have a I have a Wednesday counter boring thing. Yay! Yay. So I got into work. We've established I I have different hours than my coworkers, um, and I am immediately told it's time. I go, it's time, <laughs> it's time, <laughs> and we open. The web store. We, oh, I boy. had planned for it to happen about, like, after my lunch, so around, like, 2, 2.30, and, like, that happens, and then, whoosh, it just starts. Um, oh, dear. And we started printing out orders and batching them and everything, uh, and we were on track to, oh, we made the first oh, wow. set of labels that day. Nice. Efficiency. So, Yeah. Yeah. We have a system. Kelly Brumley is a master of efficiency. 
Like, so yeah, she wasn't even on site. She's at, she's helping set up the booth. She's orchestrating things and still like, the system she set up is like working magically for the Gin Camp team. So, well, that's what you want, Mad right? You want somebody who is can be far away to set up a, a system that's going to run itself. Also, who trusts in us to know that we're going to follow the system? Yeah. Like some bosses would micromanage, like and but like she knows, so like that that we we have it unlocked down there and we do have ways to reach you know like so it's not the end of the world (laughs) if something unexpected happens Uh, part part of running great operations is making sure you hire the right people and let them do their thing okay so thursday morning thursday thursday uh, morning we uh we made sure to feed everyone or rather i fed everyone and then we all drove down to the convention center uh, because Doug and Victoria needed to be there at the Weird Booth to make sure that all us nerds could actually buy our stuff. And, of course, in the process of doing that, we had to wade through the massive humanity that is the running of the nerds. Surprisingly, Doug and I got through really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug, Doug has a magical skill of just, like, cow pusher through a crowd <laughs> like they, they just parted for you it was amazing well i i both say excuse me and be very polite but they are going to move regardless um but, no, some of it was was honest to goodness kindness i just told people hey we we got to get in because we're supposed to be volunteering at a booth and they actually let us through so yeah nice. the volunteer shirts didn't hurt we got we yeah. got there 10 whole seconds before the floodgates opened <laughs> Yeah. Like, it almost feels bad for all the people who got there early and were, like, in the mass of bodies. But also, I don't feel bad, because I got to avoid sitting there in the mass of bodies. (laughs) Yeah. Short short time in the mass of bodies is a good thing, even masked and vaxxed. Um, But yeah, it, it it was... Gen Con, as usual, it was open the door, people go in... Immediately go to the weird booth, uh, realize, like, we know everybody in the weird booth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, in, in fact, the, the picture in the Waldo's Weekly that just came out today as we're recording, the, the first picture of, let's see, who was at the weird booth? Literally, we pointed at everyone in that picture. It's like, we know them, and them, and them, and them, and that's me, and them, and them. <laughs> and I said in our text group, I was like, oh. It's a lot of familiar faces here. So that was fun. Uh, there was, at this point, a, like, tall, like, up to my chin, tall spiral tower of Vagrant Song boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Remember that for later. <laughs> <laughs> that is an important detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fairness, like, your chin isn't that far, far off the ground. When measured in vagrant song boxes, <laughs> it is it, it's a it's decent amount of vagrant song boxes. You like changing the subject about how you knocked over the spiral box tower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we did that, and then it was a bit of wandering the hall. And wait, did yeah. you actually knock over the boxes? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Well, um, I was just saying, someone who's real proud of their spiral. I got it in the work slack. It wasn't like, was, was Eli, it was Doug. There would have been actual tears. Someone would have there cried. Was, oh, me. There was no dropping of the spiral. No, there was a dismantling of it, though. Yep. Okay. But yeah, then there was a doubles rush, and we got to go back to Doug for that one. Oh, okay. Well, we we can talk about working the booth and how fucking terrifying oh, yeah. how fucking terrifying it is to be a locked inside a cage of human meat. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of people. To it was say, a lot. The line wrapped around all three court three sides of the weird booth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were literally trapped, and it got hot. Uh, yeah, but, but people really um, wanted their stuff. Ugh. It was just a solid, like, 15 minutes of there's too many people here. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think every single person in that line, too, either had Vagrant's song or the bonus scenarios. Or both. Mm-hmm. Like, also, people like, wanted their Vagrant song. See, that, I'm claustrophobic. That's It was terrifying. Like, there was... There was a solid 15 minutes where I was like, I can't talk to anybody. Um, I cannot customer service right now. There are too many. And my problem is I was trying to service everyone and no one was having it. Mm. Um, service me anytime, Doug. <laughs> it makes me I so happy. a lot of us no. were just like stepping back and being like, Get your shit. Just go. Um, just go please. Yeah, if you're there that early, you know what yes. you want. Uh-huh. You didn't come without a plan. <gasps> I mean, that's literally what we all did. Like, like the most it was like, well, where's this thing? It's right there. <laughs> so. The thing. The thing. I was signed up to do board game demos. <laughs> and I didn't do that as much as I was expecting to. And the reason behind that is Kyle Kyle. really likes talking about Vagrant Song. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he really likes talking about Vagrant Song. I have a picture of him surrounded by eight people. Okay, you you also know that my intent was to do customer service and then, yeah, due to a fucky wucky uh, I got assigned to do board games, which is in the same area, and I mostly ended up doing customer service, which was great for me, because I like talking about the board games, but it's a lot of talking, and I run out of uh, spit very fast. Uh, and I did do a bit of the, the demos, primarily when Kyle required a refreshment or a break. Um, and Kyle, drink break. Kyle, drink break. So, I had a quick conversation with him about, like, hey... Bayou Bash is a really great song, but it's kind of slightly getting overshadowed by Vagrant Song. And he made, like, game. the smartest comment ever. What's up? Game. What did I say? Song. V- Vagrant Song? Bayou Bash is no, a great Bayou song. Bash is a great song. Oh, whoops. I'm losing my brain. Yay, thank you for the <laughs> correction. Bayou Bash is a great song, but also a great game. Uh, getting slightly overshadowed by Vagrant Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kyle made the, the smart comment. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Bayou Bash appeals to a different kind of people that aren't necessarily here at Gen Con. Gen Con is for more of the hardcore gamers that really appreciate something super media like Vagrant Song. Whereas Bayou Bash would do an amazing job if it was sold in, like, Target. Yeah. And that's one of the smartest Which, like, damn things I'm ever. not gonna lie. <laughs> I made uh, I made a Gen Con order um, because, like, 
I have my, my list has already been submitted of what I want, you know, but this was so that I could send it to my nibblings. Um, and uh-huh. I sent them Bayou back. Those, those Bayou models can be game pieces, you know, like, oh, for sure, yeah. would I send them Vagrant Song? No, I sent that to my board game loving in-laws. Like, <laughs> it does appeal to do two completely different crowds, and that's awesome. Okay. Last thing before we get to Devil's Rush. Uh, and go ahead and skip ahead, because this is my personal life shit, but I always just spill that out on the show anyways, so you're probably fucking used to it, but I got some devastating news while I was working the booth. Uh, I believe you've all heard about my dad and his battle with cancer, and we basically learned that the chemotherapy is not working, and he has probably a couple months. And I got that as a text message while working the booth, and I need a break. And it was at that point that I realized most people at Weird know who I am and is actually concerned about (laughs) me, which was very heartwarming. So thank you guys for giving me a short break to compose myself. Anyways, Devil's Rush. Uh, Uh, Can I... Can I bemoan real quick my poor choice of footwear? Choices for were made. Um, <clears throat> so I decided that Thursday was going to be Thirst Trap Thursday for funsies. Made the mistake. <laughs> for my customer service shift, I wore four-inch platforms. Won't be making that mistake again. You, you lasted like See, a solid hour. See, you say mistake. I, I hear bravery. Mm-hmm. I, I lasted a solid hour, but I got a bruised toenail out of the deal. Oh. Oof. And Doug did not regret a moment of it. No, he didn't. <laughs> the thighs were on full display. I very much appreciate so... Thirst Trap Thursday. And I wore my beta male uniform. <laughs> 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 What is the beta male uniform? It's, it's just a shirt that's a shirt beta male. That beta male. <laughs> that's fucking all. Anyways. And he wore it for the whole tournament. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Double rush. Along with, along with your snack daddy bag. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I wore that for the entire snack weekend. Snack daddy Doug. Snack daddy Doug. I, de- I de- definitely demanded everyone refer to me as snack daddy because I was packing snacks. If anyone in the near vicinity was hungry, Doug could just, like, throw fruit or food at them. It was great. And I 100% plan on doing that from now on. So if you're at the con and hungry and want something that isn't necessarily awful for you, because I had a lot of, like, fresh fruit in there, too, along with bars and shit, ask me. I'll give you something. I've we got should, way too much in there. We should do, like, baby carrots next year, also. Oh, baby carrots. I heard yeah. baby carriage. <laughs> so I have a confession to make. Uh, every year, except for this one, that I've worked at Weird, before Gen Con, I've made snack bags for everyone. And this year, just my health did not allow me to have energy for anything other than Gen Con prep. But I was really bummed that I didn't, because I also write, like, dumb little messages on the bags of encouragement for the the Gen Con team. Okay, Kimberly. Dumb or adorable? (laughs) I'm that, that sounds adorable. I'm that extra employee. <laughs> Kimberly? Kimberly? Okay. Uh, it's dumb because a lot of it is puns directed at people I know who are right, yeah, dumb now. <laughs> okay. So, so Kimberly. Robin yes. Roman think it's wonderful. Yes. 
Snack bags. Yeah, that does not that does not uh, counter anything I just said. Snack bags, great idea. However, you probably would have rolled your ankle doing so. So. <laughs> y'all, y'all, it was so bad. Rush. It was that, like three times. Doubles rush. By the way, side note about doubles rush. If you love the models, I painted. Or you're welcome. If you didn't love the models, I didn't touch those. Um. <laughs> oh, they look great. Yeah, they look good. You did a great job. Okay. Also, so I love the little you, pencil box. Pencil box. Each double rush team fits in these plastic pencil box. A uh, Dreamer Asami double rush. They all fit in this nice little plastic case, and it was so satisfying. <laughs> oh, I didn't mm. see that. Oh, nice. So, uh, first thing you need to know about Doubles Random Rush is that it is a for-fun game. Don't take it too seriously, because it's very hard to take seriously. Uh, that being said, I got third place somehow. Uh, but the way it was set up was pretty clever. It was a, it was the, the Doubles Rush rule set, but in fact, it was every title box plus totems and an extra model for one of the Masters, with some exceptions. But that way you have a little bit of built-in synergy between the Masters and not just complete randomness. But everything else is random. You got a set of Masters and a random partner, and you just kind of went. And you tried to score as many points, usually within two turns, because the, the rounds are relatively short. I got paired against Doug Bowman round one. And due and to a very... Oh, yeah! Sorry. I was <laughs> mostly... People kept talking about Double Dugs the entire time. That's what I'm thinking about. Double Dugs. And due to a very lucky Red Joker, I managed to fucking kill Shenlong. Turn two you to did. bring it to a tie. Um, and what was probably the least fair matchup of the tournament. 100%. Um, and that 100%. was Brewmaster and Yoko versus Sandeep and Shenlong. Jesus. Uh... Yeah, and the fact that Shenlong was the only one we could possibly kill in that instance. Oh, and also Yoko and Brewmaster have these cheap, easily killable, significant totems. Anyways, uh, Rob, Rob, go ahead and go. I've been talking for a little bit. Tell us about your experience with... I I had a blast. Um, You know, it was great getting paired with other Doug against you and Phil, like... The, the, the fact that, like, our first team was, like, all people that we knew and liked and got to have, like, a really, like, wacky game against was was really fun. Um, and then the very next round, you and I get paired together for against uh, another group of really fun uh, players, and we got to try out uh, Bass with Parker, and that was nasty <laughs> and really silly and fun. Uh, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed every single round. Um, you know, I got to play with Cole in round four as my partner, and that was a lot of fun as well. And I loved the fact that we could just roll up to the event and not have to pull out models for it. Um, you know, I didn't play in the Hardcore or the Tyrant this year, but if I had, I would have actually appreciated the Double Rush even more that I didn't have to, like, be carrying around, you know, my big case of models, like, 
throughout like the con and the, the exhibit hall or rushed shit back to the car. Um, it was real great to sit down at each table randomly and have a wonderfully painted crew already there, ready to go. And I also loved it for being able to try out masters that I haven't played before. Who was playing with uh, Brewmaster? Uh, f- uh, Philip, right? Or did you? Yeah. yeah. I was Yoko. I was. I, I, I got to play with the. I. I, um, I was the one who painted that brewmaster, uh, and I was super happy with it. And I, very good brewmaster. I, I am super also proud of the work I did. I did some uh, correctional work on uh, the shoujo too. Very proud of both. The of shoujo those. looked awesome. Thank you. I'm super really, proud really, of really it. Really, really, really awesome. Um. So, slightly disadvantaged my side was because not a lot of hitting power, not a lot of like, Yoko and Brewy are not known for quick lightning strike type damage dealing uh, basically all of that was put inside of the um, Kabuki Warrior and everything else was just hoping that we could keep up with the scoring compared to our opponents uh, and we were on kind of the back foot for the entirety of it, and with a Hail Mary play and some serious luck pulling a Red Joker on damage, I managed to kill Shenlong with the Kabuki Warrior, which kind of tells you that Shenlong was the easiest model to kill in that crew. Uh, that actually would score us points, because this was Reckoning and playing Explosives, those two strategies. Um, but, yeah, that was... Probably the most lopsided as far as sides go, but again, don't take it too terribly seriously. It's just randomly handed out. Um, Rob, what'd you do, turn one? Uh, <clears throat> I was Sandeep um, round one, and okay. yeah, and Doug played uh, Shenlong. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, the fun thing was, you know, on our side of it, with especially with plant explosives, we had just a lot of fast action effic- efficiency. Um, going into it. And so, you know, and then Sandeep was able to, you know, at least uh, drop some ice pillars to be di- enough to be disruptive um, on the early turns. But yeah, the, the Kabuki hail berry play was <laughs> pretty awesome when that red joker came up. So, uh, cause it got, it got them the tie with that point, which was, was awesome. Um, and it was like, it was the last activation of that, of that game so most of these i believe i mentioned before but most turns did not go past two didn't really even finish two round two so it was just like very much can you score two points turn one or at the very least one and deny your opponent from scoring anything that was the real critical point there so round two what it was? was you and i what's up Sorry, I'm just, uh, what was taking, like, are they just short rounds, or? Like, yeah, yeah like 45 they're minutes. They're 45 oh, minute okay. rounds. So I was like, with crews that small, why are you not getting that far? I, I could legitimately see extending it to, like, an hour for the rounds. Uh, and we, we gave that feedback to Matt, actually, that, um, you know, just so that the, the two players can kind of talk and out, you know, especially if one of them has played either of the crews before, um, you know, and, and strategize just a little bit and just to read all the stuff. Um, you know, I, the irony in this, uh, event, I was most excited about, Oh, I'll get to play a bunch of masters I've never played before. 
Um, and I ended up all four <laughs> rounds playing, you know, because I deferred to like, you know, my partners as well, um, you know, for what they wanted to pick. So I ended up playing all four masters that I already know really well, um, which, you know, made it faster and allowed me to like, you know, support my like, um, my partner. But like, you know, even when, you know, Doug and I uh, were partnered up, <clears throat> you know, Doug had to, you know, really kind of read through the stuff because he doesn't really play Parker. He's played against Parker, but. No, never played uh, Parker, uh, especially Burning Man Parker. So um, I don't think I take, took too mm -hmm. long to do that. I think more of my difficulty was trying to get him to work with Pearl and to also work with uh, Bass at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was um, Parker and Bass with Pearl and the Sandworm. Um, and we play versus yeah Reva and Karis, or uh, two for both of them. Yeah, title Karis and Reva. Yeah, were you playing uh, Bass one or Bass two? Uh, it was Bass two. Um, okay, which was part of like the weird thing with like because of the matchup, you know, with all the pyre markers. Uh, I definitely had to lean into Bass 2 um, and his marker removal actions rather than, like, the support actions or the, you know, offensive actions that he could, you know, help allow uh, um, Parker to pick things off at range. Yeah, um, but, I mean, like, it kept us going, especially mm -hmm. all the burning removal. But um, that the Reva... Karis uh, included Deacon and uh, Elijah. There we yep. go. And Elijah is impossible to kill in that match. <laughs> <laughs> with with Reva's healing, yep. it's it's it was dumb. We didn't score anything for reckoning. I don't think we got two points off of plant explosives and uh, prevented them from scoring anything for Reckoning, and I think they only got one for plant explosives. Yeah, and denied one of their plant explosive yeah. points. Uh, Sandworm did scoring and scoring only. Uh, Pearl put a lot of effort into trying to kill Elijah as well as uh, Parker, and we just couldn't pull it off, but also we managed to keep Pearl alive, which was their target for Reckoning. And... Uh, Doc, I think I got the last activation with Doc, and I was like, okay, you know what, we're just going to shoot something and let him die, which we did, and he missed anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't matter at that point. He had done his activation, and we weren't going to have it turn three, so might as well have fun, let the old man die. That's, That's really what he wants. <laughs> uh, round three, I... I'm not getting that confused. Am I getting that confused with the double duck? No. Round three was with Doug. The double Doug round. Yeah. D More Dugs per Doug. More Dugs per Doug. Doug Bowman uh, and Doug Broman. And this was another one that I felt was mildly lopsided. And this was Euripides and Raspy yeah. versus Dreamer and Asami. Including Lady Yume and Capellius as the two additional models being brought. Um, for Yuri, Yuri brought Thune and Raspi brought the shared. No, she didn't bring the shared model. It was the only one because they didn't have the box out that they didn't yeah, have the shared right? model for. 
snowstorm. A snowstorm. Um, yeah. So the only one where I, th- the only one I saw that didn't have the shared model because the box wasn't out yet. So I was playing Raspy One, and Doug was playing Yuri One. I think it was Yuri One. Almost, yeah, it was Yuri One. Um, but because Asami and Dreamer are kind of support focused, even in both versions of their models, they couldn't put out a ton of damage. And so they really had to rely on Chompy and Capellius to kind of do that. Uh, yet Lady Yume did a little bit, but it wasn't enough to like be able to take on Thune and Raspy. Um, but turn one, it was uh, a bit of trickery because Capellius can reach pretty far across the board with his speed. And I have a, a significant totem with not a lot of health. Um, I managed to get him up and plant the explosive for our first point. But then I got him killed because, again, Capellius can go really far. Lady Yume got another marker down, and according to Doug, this was a smart play on my part. Thank you, Doug, for making me feel good about this. I used December's Passions on Raspy to get her the entire distance to where the marker was and plant her exactly opposite Lady (laughs) Yume, who's a one-inch reach. So I was able to pick that up with Raspy, which felt good. And then she just threw herself across the board turn two and started shooting shit at Capellius, who ended up dying as one of the last activations. So I think that was a one-point win on our part. One or two. It it went well. But again, uh, I don't think Dreamer and Asami can put out enough pain that quickly for two turns. Uh, Might be a little bit more fair going into longer rounds, but um, Yuri almost died. So they almost got him. Because he's big. He's very big, and they could just shoot him from across the map. Um, what was your round three, Rob? Uh, my round three, <clears throat> I was partnered um, with somebody, and we, because I, I can't remember his name, but he was a really nice guy. And we had Misaki, and, who I played, and then he had Ivan too. Um, Misaki had a Toto, and Ivan had... Um, Jin Bakara, uh, and we were playing against Daw with uh, Daw Two with Montresor and Totem and um, Nelly Two with August and the Printing Press. Um, that that game <clears throat> it, we kept it close, uh, but we ended up losing three two. That was the one matchup that I played uh, or one of the, the other matchup I played that kind of felt a little a little more in the favor of the opponents um, because one, Misaki herself um, to do the kind of like assassination runs and um, other things that she really wants to be doing in a game uh, relies on having soul stones and I had none because a Toto was the other model. Uh, so I had no stones and I had Ototo who like had to just kind of like try to march across the board, but was irrelevant for the whole game. And my partner had Jin Bakara who you, we couldn't actually take, you know, advantage of his bury mechanic at all because there were no minions for him to unbury into. So, so we were kind of on the back foot with our masters really having to do everything um and the lack of soul stones really uh hurt me at the end of the game trying to um 
kill uh, August. So, but it was still a fun game and learned a lot about both uh, Nelly 2 and uh, Daw 2 because I hadn't uh, seen them on the table yet. So, so yeah, that was my round three. Round four is easy for me because I was back on the uh, table with Shenlong and um, Sandeep, and this time I was on the Shenlong Sandeep side. So I played Sandeep. And he's got a lot of tools, so they tried to kill Sandeep, and they couldn't kill Sandeep because he's very slippery, especially with Kandara and got, I Got Your Back mm-hmm. and Bonasuma with Toss. So uh, they ended up going for us. I think we won by like one point, mostly due to explosives again. Uh, what was your round four? Uh, my round four, I was paired with Cole, and we were back on also the table of Karis and... Uh, Reva versus uh, Bass and Parker. I played Karis too, and Cole played Reva, and we did all the things that our opponents in round two should have done with Reva and Karis um, from two <laughs> two people who know both uh, both models really well. Um, and so that one uh, was a little bit more of a. Um, really like fast paced. We actually got through three turns um, wow. in that one and uh, ended up winning four one. Nice. Okay. Um, that was four rounds. We ended up ending the tournaments. Uh, I got third place somehow. Yay. I got uh, behind other, other Doug. Oh, that's oh, great. I, I know. I know what you didn't mention about your last round, Doug. This was the one where you played against other Doug. No, that was first round. Wasn't? Oh, never yeah. mind then. I'm. Ignore me! That oh. was a weird uh, one. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll ask Roman then. Roman, what were you doing during this? And Eli, I think you were hanging out together at this time. Uh, what was I doing then? I think at some um, point during that, I had the, uh, the Bayou Bash. Uh,. Oh, no, you were with me. This was directly after, because I w- went immediately from volunteering to Devil's Rush, and immediately from Devil's Rush to Big Bayou. That's right. I was playing Demon Hunters at yeah. this point. That's what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, we were doing Demon Hunters first, and then... Which is a goofy, fun RPG that I recommend to anyone who's looking for goofy fun. Uh, 10-second version is essentially every mythology mad scientists etc thing that you've ever read has happened you are playing as a person from some mythology mad science whatever that has been brought together to kind of keep the world going and dealing with current weirdness we had three different flavors of necromancer in our party we were supposed to be going on vacation and we ended up, uh, lost airplane crashed on an island. Uh, luckily dealing with a lot of necromancer stuff. And, uh, yeah, our first thing they did was pick up all the pieces of everyone who didn't survive and turn them into an all-terrain vehicle. Oh no. Yeah. We called it our ATZ, the all-terrain zombie. <laughs> I'm still disappointed we yeah. didn't make the flesh zeppelin. Yeah, flesh zeppelin would have been the way to go. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it's a fate hack. It's real fun and goofy. I highly recommend it. Roman, do you think our listeners like fun and goofy? No, not no. at all. Okay. They're entirely serious and wish me to stop talking about fun and goofy things and want to go back to like 
Yeah, they they want to they want to go back to hard uh, meta talk. So hard. Victoria, what were you doing? <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, I did. I did the volunteering in the morning uh-huh. with you, with the many, 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 many fucking people. Lots of people. So many people. Were there lots of people? <sighs> I don't know what blue is. What is blue? Uh, that was just nothing. Okay. I did nothing during that time. I think I had lunch with Star. Okay. And then we just kind of hung out, wandered around. Is that the day we went to, to ramen for lunch? Or, no, that dinner, was dinner. That was dinner, yeah. Oh, what'd you do? And then I had the mold making thing at six. I felt very, very bad because it went till eight and everybody else seemed like they were over at ramen and that everyone was waiting on me. And it turned out that that was not the case. So I felt really guilty for nothing. Uh, <laughs> and we had ramen and it was really good ramen. Um, Especially anything. after a long first con day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything of interest in the mold mating, making class you want to talk about, brag about? I mean, it was it was just a neat class where we made molds. What would you make a mold of? Um, I had I had gotten some like scatter terrain that had little pumpkins. So I made a mold of little pumpkins. Nice. And then also a random bucket that the guy had in the bag of stuff that we could make molds out of. Okay. But mostly pumpkins. 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 So before ramen, my end of day was Gamers Live, which is something I like to do every Gen Con. Uh, If you have heard of a very short movie called The Gamers, or a slightly longer movie called The Gamers Darkness Rising, or a very slightly longer movie called The Gamers Hands of Fate, they're all done by the same people. Uh, the player's troupe is called The Dead Gentlemen, and that is all put together by Zombie Orpheus Entertainment. They do a fantastic job. The first one is, I think that was something they did during college. It has a budget of ham sandwich, but it collects, it, it, it collects the idea and the feeling of playing an RPG around the table and jumps between the players doing goofy nonsense and then the actual characters running around in the woods uh, pretty well. And they continue to improve on that every time. Gamers Live is that, but the Whose Line Is It Anywhere version, where they have people from the, the cast... Uh, and they have a, a table on one side of the stage where they are being their players. And then whenever they jump into game space, they ring a bell, run off to the other side of the, the stage. And they, before COVID, would have people come up on the stage and be scenery or kobolds that they're fighting or whatever. Uh, and that would be, uh, and that would be how it goes. The, uh, what they've done since COVID is they have people standing off the stage, because that's a legal safety thing that Gen Con or the ICC makes them do. Uh, but they're, they're interacting with the people on stage still. It's very fun. Uh, and they always have, they, they ask like, here's what this player character, this, the actual 
player uh, is is as far as player type. They're the really narrative driven person. This person's the really I want to min max everything. And, you know, here's some guidelines, but what should we have them play? And they'll just take things that are thrown out and these guys will improv it the whole uh, two hour time. It is a blast. If you go to Gen Con, I cannot recommend it enough. It is always fun. Uh, Rob, what were you doing? Right after Doubles Rush, I played in my first Titan Smash for the other side. And it was super fun because John was there and I got to actually finally hang out with and play a game with John in person, which was awesome. Uh, And there was sadly only one other opponent. uh, So we only had uh, three players at our table. The other opponent was one of uh, Roman and my locals, Michael. And uh, what was really exciting was I got to try out one of the new Titans um for kimon uh which was i can't recall the name of it but it is basically this like giant living storm um and john played i think believe the three kingdoms new titan which was a big elephant and uh michael played the alpha crawler um and it was silly fun However, there were certain upgrades with the um, Kimon uh, Titan that I was playing combined with its um, faction ability and uh, one of its inglory abilities that um, really just allowed the storm to be kind of dominating in this particular format. Um so I ended up winning, but it felt a little bit like a hollow win um, to the point that <laughs> when asked afterwards by Kyle if I felt that it should be, if they should keep it out for the rest of the weekend, I had to admit, eh, not really. <laughs> um, that being said, it was really awesome and it was really cool to, to play with the sculpt and um yeah, the paint jobs and all of those uh, models were really, really cool, too. So I don't know if you had anything to do with those, Kimberly, I, but they looked so great. I actually, I did some detailed stuff on the Alpha Crawler, uh, but both the Tateragami, uh, which is the Storm Titan, and uh, uh, War Elephant. Uh, those are 3D prints. Which is, um, as I'm sure you could tell, uh, Tateragami was a heavy boy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, very. But those two, those were <laughs> those were handled in office, so I took care of those, and I was actually really happy with uh, how they turned out. The I was super happy with the elephant, but Tateragami, I was happy in some of the areas. I wanted to replicate the like inside thunder lightning that his art has and mm-hmm. so like they were both a lot of fun to paint um so like yeah they, they the the lightning effect was really cool because actually when i approached the table it was the first thing i saw and that's what made me want to play it i'm super happy about how it turned out like they this was the year like i really flexed i got to uh like flex my painting muscles uh and it wasn't even because like in the past we just didn't have the 
time or need for it at that point. Um, and this year when we were like, we mm-hmm. want to go with this route, like it did give me some opportunities. Like I didn't paint everything uh, that was painted, but I touched a lot of the stuff either to add some details or if something broke in transit or something um, or or completely doing it in some cases. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm glad people enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was nice. <laughs> it, it was nice to to come to the table for for you know both the um, double rush and Titan Smash and have fully painted models that you know looked really good and that you know had detailing on them. And um, you know, one of the things Matt told me was that you know they really wanted to try this year to you know create an experience where players just didn't have to bring their models and just show up and play. And it, I thought it was really great and really convenient. And I'm an Indianapolis local and I still <laughs> thought that it was very convenient to not have to, you know, carry around my Malifaux collection, you know, every day of the con. We also learned some really great things. Like, okay, so this is where I sound like a hobby nerd and, um, you find some of like the boring things that I get excited about. Uh, one of the things we discovered is the all the almost all of the double rush uh, crews and uh, every demo uh, set uh, for the for Malifaux Third Edition fit in these pencil boxes we found, like plastic pencil boxes with foam, and that counted like markers and decks and everything and it just like made my little like organized nerd heart happy (laughs) like because like i'm looking at this being like (laughs) oh my gosh like i this is like looking at this demo going this is like two starter kits you it's just ready to go you could just keep this in your bag you know like like yeah so like uh that that's the type of thing we get excited about at the office which is why which is the true reason why when we say, you know, oh, yeah, we don't really do headquarters tours. Because we don't want y'all to know how big of dorks we are. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right. I think we can talk about Big Bayou. Yeah. Okay. Why well, don't let Eli talk a bit about Big Bayou? Uh, yeah, it was Bayou Bash, you know, but with all of the extra characters. And it was lots of fun. Uh, there's like the the big bayou is a separate format where you can have up to eight players in the game. Uh, so you have like both the the core set and the new added things, and it's a much it ends up being a, a shorter game because you have to like have a double wide track basically, so it can't go as long. You just use all of the straight pieces, uh, but. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It, was, it, it can get pretty chaotic because you got, in our case, six people all, like, doing wacky drunken Mario Kart shit next to each other. So, uh, yeah. Um, Eli, what did you end up playing? Uh, I was, um, the, uh, you know, Tree Man. Wild Guys, there we go. Oh, Stumpy. Okay. Wild Guys. He's the cool. best. I ended up getting to pick between um, the pig, the rooster, and the fourth one I can't rabbit. remember. The rabbit, thank you. Sorry. Uh, I ended up going with the rooster, and that ended up basically winning me the game right there. 
<laughs> like in my my experience with Bayou Bash, if the right combination comes up, the right jockey card and the right event, the rooster is like nearly impossible to stop. Which is what ended up happening here. I think we went three whole turns. We did. Uh, we got to the event where it's like, hey, you can spend a stagger token to increase your dice value by one. And I had two golden carrots, which says grab two additional stagger tokens, put them on your card, and you get just two extra dice of your choice. Uh, and I ended up going like 21 squares, or 21 move points of movement, not in a straight line, and staggering across the finish line. It was, it, it was, he went really, he went really, really far, which is not always going to happen, but yeah, just sort of fell into that win. Yay, Doug. Uh, we actually had another player cross the finish line, though, so that was cool. We ended up tying. So, hooray. Hooray. Uh, but that had some issues with rules interpretation, because that kind of got yeah. a bit. We ended up making it work. It was fine. But uh, Then we had dinner of ramen, very tasty ramen, and appetizers. Oh, the best takoyaki I've had so far. Ramen. Oh, ramen. Very good. Roman's wrong. Roman was there. Yeah, no, we we did not we we did not have dinner on me. No. We did however share a bowl and then proceed to have a lady in the tramp style kiss. Mm-hmm. That udon though, that udon hey, was real be good. Be sure to edit in some organ music. Mark Hordian. <laughs> Join our Patreon because we just added the, t- <laughs> the stretch goal of Filming Roman and I doing said kiss, recreating it. Um, Can I appreciate? So, Kimberly, we had a great Thursday. Okay, so uh, it's real. I have two things to say real quick. Uh, One, uh, I think it's kind of ironic that, like, so I'm technically not a patron right now. So this is an episode where I don't get thanked, Um, (laughs) and I think that's great. Uh, oh, no, I think that's great. It's perfect. Uh, but uh, so here's my Jin Cant report. Uh, Bayou Bash in real life is not fun. Um, I just sent to the uh, backstage chat channel uh, what happened on my lunch break, which was I was driving back a Harley uh, Davidson van carrying barrels had its supports break and barrels went across the highway Ooh. <laughs> i got uh like i did not ha- like i got hit a little bit on a side mirror that was already messed up just kind of made to do the pushing thing that it's designed to do and they were like do you want to stay for the you know do you need to call the cops i'm like no i need to get back to work <laughs> like <laughs> like so yeah, uh, like, and while I had to wait for them to get everything out, and I just was like sitting there going, "Fucking barrels!" And then I thought about the last time I said that was in <laughs> Bayou Bash. So, <laughs> <laughs> see what I'm hearing is that Matt and Kyle need to do another expansion with a Kimberly-based Gremlin racer. Oh god, that would be terrible. <laughs> Kimberly, what's your mouth? R- riding a barrel, oh, just like popcorn. Oh, no, because like we already have the whiskey 
Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, God, mm. he is so cute. Oh, uh, it hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. Why does my job make me so broke? It makes such cool okay. stuff. Like, even with, like, work benefits, <laughs> this is not fair. My job makes me broke because they don't cover enough of my health insurance stuff. Um, moving on to Friday. Haha, <laughs> I had to ruin that. <laughs> Stay tuned for part two of our recap of Gen Con 2022. Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.